Hey, Baltimore. It's Megan, and today I'm here with Q Ragsdale, who is the Director of Public Relations and Marketing at the Maryland Historical Society. Thank you so much for coming. Hello. Thank you for Hi. having me. Yes, of course. So in doing a little bit of research to prep for this interview, I discovered something that perhaps is not as deep as I actually thought it was, but the Maryland Historical Society itself is historical. I did not realize it was founded in 1844. I thought it was way more recent. Um, so can you talk a little bit about the organization and, and it's what, 160 years? Over 170. Oh, okay. Yes. It was close. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty up there. Mm-hmm. So the Maryland Historical Society is many things and a lot of times people don't realize how much actually happens there. It is a, of course, historical society with a research library that has over millions and millions of books and manuscripts and papers, as well as a museum with a collection of over 350,000 objects, including an amazing fashion archive that spans over four centuries. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I live like three blocks from there. Yes. It's kind of embarrassing. (laughs) In addition to that, there's also um, amazing educational programs that serve over 100,000 students and teachers annually, not just here in Maryland, but actually across the nation and the world, which is pretty cool through distance learning. Yeah. So that's pretty amazing. And... The other thing is a really cool publications component that includes the Maryland Historical Magazine, which is a quarterly journal that's been running for 110 years now. Wow. In addition to a press, um, we actually have an amazing amount of books that have been published through the Maryland Historical Society. So it's a lot of things happening in that building. Yeah. So what's in the publication? What's Is it just always looking back to... I don't know, Maryland history, or are there different component, like different themes for each publication? Well, it's really, um, there are his- historians who are researching various topics and are coming up with new interpretations of history. And so it's each quarter, it's a collection of what has recently been created around Maryland history. Like what new things have historians discovered and what, how are they now linking the, the past to the present? So do you mind if we go back to the fashion component? Because I had no idea that you housed, I mean, you, you house actual garments. Is that correct? Yes. Oh, my and gosh. And I actually love fashion. My grandmother was a fashionista. And I'm talking about she had three closets oh before my she passed away. And my dad had to build an extra closet. So I love fashion. So the Historical Society has, I want to say it's like close to 1,500 garments. But the cool thing is it's it spans four centuries. And every summer we have um costume interns that come in and help to rehouse these garments because you have garments that have been in these boxes that are now deteriorating and so it's all about collecting and preserving them mm-hmm. and the things that they're able to unearth and find it's kind of like Christmas every day when you open the box because sometimes you don't even really know what is in a, one box and it could be anything from lingerie to a oh nurse's my. uniform yeah <laughs> lingerie from 200 years ago right <laughs> oh I'm like don't even know if I want to know how that holds up <laughs> um, and these are all from Maryland yes yeah and where are they found do people just bring like I mean if you were going through your attic and found like really old underwear could you bring it in <laughs> how does that work I don't know if we're making a push for underwear <laughs> but um, definitely we are open to 
receiving new things and there's an entire process that you go through. It's, it's actually kind of cool because yeah. things have to be authenticated if possible. And so a lot of times things have aren't necessarily made in Maryland, but they have a really interesting story that incorporates Maryland history. How uh, you said there's a, over 100,000. What was the figure? Uh, 1,500. Oh, 1,500. I'm yes. sorry. Okay, that's yeah. <laughs> very different. Sorry. That's still a lot, though. Are those all on display? Or how do you how do you determine what's to be seen and what's sort of archived? Well, that is all under our um, amazing collections department, the, the museum and chief curator, who's um, Alexandra Deutsch. And we are actually working on um, a collection exhibit that is going to happen in a few years. But we also have exhibits where we will bring out the collection, like small pieces of the collection. Mm-hmm. And for instance, we had our annual meeting back in June and it was all about nostalgia. And so they brought out collection pieces from the collection from Hutzlers. Oh and there gosh. was actually a, a shopping bag, a shoe box and the actual shoes and receipts. Wow. Yes. So it's pretty cool. That is so cool. So what do you have coming up at the Maryland Historical Society? We have a pretty exciting fall. I'm really excited about some of the things that are happening. Um, We have historical lectures, tours, educational programs, but there are two things that I am personally extremely excited about. The first one is a contemporary art exhibit. And you think historical society, contemporary art, Mm -hmm. well, how does that work? So um, the the Maryland Historical Society commissioned a contemporary artist who is from Maryland to look through our collection and find things and objects and even conditions and situations from our collection and history and kind of reinterpret them for today. Oh, that's neat. And it was pretty amazing what he came up with. So his name is David Brewster, and the title of the show is Structure and Perspective. David Brewster Explores Maryland's Social Landscape. He's a landscape artist, but the things that he was most inspired about within our collection all have to do with social issues. So it touches on race and culture, gender um, and sexuality and gender identity and expression. Also, um, the urban decay within the city, as well as suburban sprawl mm-hmm. and rural decay out in the county and That's the countryside. A huge scope. Yes. Wow. And he even kind of touches on politics a little bit. So. Because it's structure and perspective as an artist, he's really preoccupied with structures and how they dilapidate over time, how that affects the people within those communities. Mm -hmm. But then also he uses perspective in different ways in his artwork. And so we took that and also added a double meaning. And what are some of the social structures that are that exist today and how do that how do they relate to the ones from the past, as well as this is just his perspective. So through this exhibit, we're adding an interactive component where we are going out and interviewing Marylanders and asking them their perspectives on some of these social issues. So what will happen is as you go through the gallery, you will be able to come up to iPads and create your own unique experience. You can tap and swipe and select which voices you would like to hear from, what things you want to read more about, Mm -hmm. and it's all lifting up the voices of the community of people in Maryland. That sounds really cool. And when does that start? That actually launches on October 12th, Okay, and we're going to have a really fun event, almost like a little 
exhibition opening party. So you can come. There will be a DJ. There's going to be a signature cocktail. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Come for that alone. Uh And and then you'll, of course, be able to walk through and and experience the entire exhibit, which will be up for a year. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. And what's your other event that you're excited about? The other one actually is um, a month later. And it is in our first photography exhibit in our new photography gallery. And it is on the life of Joseph Cole. And it is called Unscripted Moments, Remembering Cole Exhibiting a Life. And it explores the work of Joseph Cole, who is a Baltimore photographer, mm-hmm. photojournalist, and fine art, fine art photographer. And his work is pretty amazing. The cool thing, one of the things that I really love is we actually have a close personal friend of his who is the curator of the show, and her name is Lisa Day Clark. She's also a visual artist and was a personal friend of him, so to have her like lend us her knowledge and experience of his life mm-hmm. and of his work to help us co-curate the show is pretty amazing. And when does that show run? That show opens November 9th, and then we're also having an, a satellite um, exhibition of the Joseph Cole exhibit at the wind-up space. Oh, cool. So you can go to our website, mdhs.org slash events, and get all the deets. Sounds good. So um, may I ask how you ended up working at the Historical Society? So I came to the Historical Society initially to help curate the community voices and facilitate community engagement around the Structure and Perspective exhibit. Mm-hmm. And then, as luck would have it, I was actually brought on to just take care of all PR and marketing. So, yes. So they liked you. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So um, I'm super excited. I get to do so many things there, like not just PR and marketing. I come from a technical background with film and video and photography Mm -hmm. myself. I have a background in performance art. So being able to marry all of the things that I do and kind of wear multiple hats is really exciting. I'm working very, very closely with the curator um, of the Structure and Perspective exhibit as well as the curator of the Cole exhibit. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to kind of get my hands in the art and the history as well as the marketing has been really fun and exciting. Yeah, I think those are the best kind of jobs where every day you wake up and maybe it's different than the day before. Yeah. Um, So you studied film in school? Yes. So my degree is actually in film and video, and I almost double majored in photography. My parents were like, you're going to graduate. I would have had to stay an extra semester to get Mm -hmm. the double major. They were like... They were done writing those checks. Yeah. They are like, and you're done. Uh (laughs) Did you go to school in Baltimore? Actually, I'm from Dallas, Texas. Oh, okay. I'm a transplant. So I went to Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas, and I've been in Baltimore for two years now. What do you think of it? I actually love it. Good. I initially came wanting to be close to other cities. It's like, oh, I could be close to New York. As a Texan, it's nothing to drive three hours to New York. So New York, Philly, D.C., but after being here, I really fell in love with Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And it's not like like, any city is perfect. Every city, of course, has its challenges. Like, every individual has their challenges. But I love the things I love about Baltimore are that whatever those challenges are, I see the community actually working on them, which mm. is pretty cool. And like even with Downtown Partnerships of Baltimore, it's just how do we help people know what's happening in the city so that they can enjoy our city and have fun and mm-hmm. be inspired to live here and work here. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, we do our best. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's cool that you moved up here from Texas. It must be just so different 
I, I haven't spent much time down there, but my, I imagine it's quite different. Yes. Yeah. I had to purchase my first coat <laughs> as an adult. Really? Yeah, two years ago moving here. I never owned an actual winter coat before moving here. Yeah? Yeah. Um, did you, <laughs> do, do you drive up here? I or, did. You, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let me rephrase that. It was a dumb question. Just skip it. I was just thinking because Texas is so huge. Like, oh. you have to drive everywhere, and here you can walk. So. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That, that, don't worry about it. Um, totally keep it. <laughs> <laughs> just mindless thoughts. Well, I do. In Texas, everything is so spread out, especially in Dallas. So it would take me 45, 50 minutes to get to the Trader Joe's or to the mall, 30 minutes serious? to go to the movies. Yes, just depending on where you live and where you want to go. Here, I'm able to run like five errands and in about 20 minutes. So sometimes I laugh at people when they say, oh, you're going out to Towson? That's so far. I'm like, it's 15 minutes away. That's like down the street. <laughs> it does feel – I get kind of incubated because I live in Mount Vernon and I work downtown and I don't really leave those neighborhoods as often as I should. So when someone asks to go to Towson, I have the same response. I'm like, oh, I don't really have that kind of time. <laughs> um, so you are a number – you number among a, a group of people that's been just moving into the city. We have this sort of millennial boom of people coming from other states, other parts of the – the country. Um, so what was your experience like as you came here? I mean, was it was it welcoming? I am definitely one of many transplants. I know so many transplants that are here. And coming to the city was very welcoming because after I found a cool community, which I found through the Impact Hub mm-hmm. where I co-work. So I'm a, I'm a freelancer, I own my own company. And I do marketing and business development. And so I've always wanted to join a co-working space. And I joined the Impact Hub, which is right there on North Avenue. Mm -hmm. And from there, I just met so many cool people. And I realized it's it. And from there, I met so many cool people. And that's how I came to understand the term Smaltimore, Mm -hmm. because I would meet someone at this symposium and then I would see them at the giant or then I would work with someone on a small project and then end up seeing them, you know, at a music event Mm -hmm. like two days later. And so I really enjoy the fact that where I work and where I play is not just so close, but the people and the proximity to the people is also close. So it really helps to facilitate new relationships and for you to build a network, especially from someone who's coming from out of town. So Yeah, you kind of pick the best way into the city, like through Impact Hub or through any co-working space, really. But it absolutely shows you what's going on in the city and then connects you to these different communities. So you kind of stumbled upon a, a brilliant way in. I did. And I, I love the hub. I'm, I, I'd like to be the poster child if I could. <laughs> <laughs> um, and coming from Texas, I have to ask, what do you think of the food here? I love crab cakes. Don't judge me, everyone, but I'm not a fan of Old Bay. <laughs> it's okay. I only really like it on crabs. Everything. Yeah. It's in ice cream. It's in like, eggs. <laughs> Um, So thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. But how can we find out more about the Historical Society and these cool events coming up? You can go to our website, mdhs.org. And if you want to look at the events, that's slash events. And if you would like like to learn more about the Fashion Archive that I mentioned, that would be slash fashion-archives. Okay. And you guys on Instagram? Yes. Twitter? Instagram, Twitter, um, at mdhistory. Okay. And Facebook. Maryland history so follow us like us tweet us there's there's really history is relevant 
And as someone who kind of hated history growing up and kind of dreaded like history class, I interesting as a, career yes, choice. <laughs> right, right. I as an adult am really appreciating um, places like the historical society because it's not just about just old things that are just collecting dust, but it's really about how do we reinterpret history and how do we learn from the past and how do we use the past to kind of help us navigate situations and and things that are happening currently. And history is always being made. Mm -hmm. So one of the exciting things from Structure and Perspective is David Brewster was excited about recent history that was made through the uprising. Mm -hmm. And with the University of Baltimore, the the Maryland Historical Society asked photographers and just the community to share the photos that they took during the uprising. And that was part of what this artist found inspiration in for this contemporary art exhibit. So it just goes to show, like, history never stops. Right. It's always being made. And, and at the Historical Society, the job is to preserve it and to interpret it and to share it. And so as someone who hated history long ago, I'm really excited to say now I actually am, am falling in love with it. Well, reformed historical hater, Q Ragsdale, <laughs> thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Great.